You're listening to the Anthony Mercurio Performance Podcast, a show dedicated to breaking down elite sports performance and fitness. My name is Anthony Mercurio, and I've worked with thousands of athletes over the last 15 years of strength and conditioning. And if you're looking for ways to improve your speed, jumping ability, or just overall athleticism, then this is the show for you. Let's get after it. And welcome back to another episode of the Anthony Mercurio Performance Podcast. We're up to episode number 42, and I think I slacked a little bit in a couple weeks there. Um, But I wanted to come on today just to talk about something that's been kind of grinding my gears a little bit the last couple weeks. And it was about uh, a young athlete who we've been working with for a little while, and they decided to go a different route or to a different strength and conditioning facility in our area who, you know, know, in some ways uh, they charge half the price that that I or we charge and um, they have a little bit different model in terms of how they do it. It's a little bit more kind of open-ended with some free time to get in there and athletes are getting given um, what they would call uh, at least the, pro, the from what I understand is the organization calls these kind of like specialized or sp- sports specific programs uh, for different athletes. So they might have one for field hockey, they might have one for tennis, for swimming, for track and field, for football, so on and so forth. Um, but these are just kind of template template programs that um, essentially they just change the heading and might change one or two exercises on and call it sports specific. And when we talk sports specificity, uh, there really isn't a whole lot different from sports. There's a way more things that are the same than are different from almost every sport. There are a few uh, maybe specific things that you might find in different sports that are very, very unique to that sport, but you'd be hard pressed to find a lot of things that are very different from most sports. Uh, so when, when programs and trainers like tout this like sport specific or this idea, you know, trainer or parents, I should say, or, or athletes in general, if you're talking with these trainers or doing that sort of thing, I would very, I would kind of like take it with a grain of salt and maybe a little red flag goes off and then you kind of start listening a little bit more intently and seeing what they're talking about. Because when it comes down to it, every athlete needs to be more explosive. They need to be fast. They need to be jumped. They need to be able to, you know, have some upper body strength and ability and they have to have some core strength and ability to be both extend, flex, bend, rotate, all that kind of stuff. And with our program, um, the things that I think that separate what we do versus our competition and from what I see on Instagram, kind of like, you know, across the globe is that we incorporate everything, right? So in our training sessions, it's the most comprehensive program I've seen that I've done um, and that I've, you know, taken part in or or been a part of um, in forever, you know? So when I say this stuff, it isn't just because I'm trying to toot my own horn or anything like that. It's because I've seen it, you know, I see what people do. I see what, you know, the gurus of the industry do. I see what people on Instagram do and uh, you know, it's either all or none. It's on one side or the other. Some trainers are like speed gurus and they only do speed stuff and they only do plyometric stuff and they only do footwork stuff. And then some people on the other end who are, this is the, the vast majority because there's not that many of those speed and agility guys. Um, and so when you find them, they're very good. 
and they really do a great job of what they do. Uh, but many times they're also like coming with athletes who are already super fast and they just kind of like, you know, get the little last bit of it. Um, and then the other part of it is what's more of a traditional strength and conditioning coach, which you find is either this CrossFit coach who works with athletes who just teach them CrossFit and learn how to lift weights or like an old football guy, um, unlike myself. But when we were when I was playing college football in the, the early 2000s, our program consisted of three exercises the majority of the time, back squat, power clean, bench press. Uh, so we got really, really good at those exercises, but I wouldn't say that I became a better athlete by doing any of that or getting really strong in any of those exercises. If anything, I'm, I'm not as strong in those exercises now as a 40 year old, um, mainly because I don't train them as much, but I'm also a better athlete than I was as a 21 year old. I can jump higher, I can run faster, I'm much more dynamic um, than I used to be in terms of change of direction and just overall athletic ability. I can jump and grab the rim, which I could do sometimes when I was uh, playing college football. So, you know, to say that, you know, just lifting weights is going to make you a better athlete, I think that's uh, also like a fallacy in terms of some of these coaches who look at that, who maybe weren't great athletes, but they were great lifters, and they kind of just preaching, you know, lifting weights. And there also was a time when many athletes were coming, you know, college athletes were coming to to college, or, or as I say, high school athletes were going to college who had zero training background. And yeah, if you take a novice lifter or something called the novice effect, if you take a novice lifter and you start to lift them a little bit, they're gonna make extreme gains right away. And some of that will carry over to improved athletic performance. But what we're finding now more and more and more is that athletes are coming um, with high training ages, you know, they're, they're playing sports and they're doing stuff from as early as 12 years old. Like we had the youngest kids in our athletic group this summer were 12, 13 years old. So, you know, if you're, if you're going to college, you've already had six or seven years of strength and conditioning under your belt and lifting weights. So your training age isn't zero anymore. And so when you get to that point, it's not about lifting weights anymore, because it, when you get to a certain point of, of strength training, there is like a, you know, like a risk reward type thing. And there's, you know, we start like getting str stronger for no reason, right? There's no need for, you know, people to be double deadlifting, you know, double body weight back squatting or deadlifting or any of that kind of stuff, you know, and to strive for that is a detriment to the athlete's performance. You know, so when you get to a certain point, there's a certain point where you're like, okay, you're strong enough. How can we continue to make you a better athlete? And that's where all the athletic movements come in. So we got to remember to keep the main thing, the main thing. And the main thing is to get better at your sport not to be better in the weight room, not to be a better at power cleaning or power snatching, not to be better at back squatting or deadlifting. The th main thing is the main thing. So get better at your sport and you do that by doing sport or athletic things. You know, you do that by, you know, in making the training have more intense stimulus than practice or games. So how do I do that? I, I, you know, make things, uh, do footwork drills that make athletes go at 100 miles an hour as fast as they can, you know, work on sprinting at full speed, work on doing these things. Like yesterday, we did a drill uh, where we had some commands and some different things to challenge them mentally while they're doing things physically. And you could see that when we would do the mental challenges, you could see the physicality slow down. So in a game, when you see physicality or, or you see things that are mentally stimulating where you have to change, you know, you have to analyze a situation and you have to go, um, the athletes who do the best are the ones that don't slow down. So if I can make training as chaotic as possible, both mentally and physically, it's going to help enhance your ability on the field. So 
as we continue to, to work in this kind of strength and conditioning field, I think you're starting to see some great things come out of that. And I see, you know, Brian McKinney of Power Plus, he does some great footwork drills and he does a lot of the chaos type stuff where that I'm talking about. Austin Jokum does a lot of stuff where, you know, they're playing games and they're, they're doing a lot of more open-ended things to give athletes opportunities to practice skills that they might see in a game or practice, which they don't get that a lot if you're in the weight room. In the weight room, the bar is stagnant. The bar is static. It, it doesn't fight back. It doesn't move. You know, in a, in a game, things move. Things are dynamic in front of you. You have to use your eyes. You have to use your brain to analyze and solve movement problems. In the weight room, you don't have to solve very many problems. So it's important to incorporate those a lot more than I think the, the average strength and conditioning or the average athlete is doing, and even more so for the young athlete. So I also go and do some free, you know, kind of speed and conditioning for uh, the local high school. And, you know, I coach football there as well. And we have 80, you know, probably 80 to 100 guys in the JV and varsity football program and only 12 to 14 of them probably attend these. And it's kind of sad because these athletes, you know, some of them might lift weights a little bit. They might do some calisthenics or they might do this or that. But at the end of the day, like if you are just lifting weights and you are just doing this, like I said, you know, having a high school athlete being unattended lifting weights is also a recipe for disaster. They're not probably doing the right things. They're not going to full depths. They're not doing the proper weight progressions and so on and so forth. But in addition, they're missing out on a big, chunk of the performance aspect of it that they should be doing in order to actually make them better at their sport. There's only so much that traditional strength training will do without uh, the actual sprinting, jumping, and all the other stuff with it. And rant. Sorry for talking so fast, but I'm just really passionate and really excited about this stuff. And it just kind of grinds my gears when I see uh, things that aren't going the way I would hope. Till next time. Peace. Hello, all my lovely listeners. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. A friendly reminder to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast by giving me some love on your app of choice. You're helping me get the word out to as many people as humanly possible. What that means is that I can invest more time and energy into creating the best podcast for you that revolves around sports performance and human ability. Thanks again for your support, and we'll catch you next time.